brazen manner. Get a couple one two threes from you guys. One Your two three. Mind is like a vast temple. Okay, one two threes. Hello, two one two threes. One two threes. One two three. One two three. Felipe came at me, and now I'm in a bad mood. I'm trying to turn up. Oh shit! <laughs> so your hair looks like macaroni. My hair looks like nice. macaroni. <laughs> I did it up like macaroni today. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Yum. Mm, twisty, swirly. One two three. 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 Can I get a one two three? One two three. One two three. One two three. Now Sarah. One two three. 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 What? What? What the hell? Where are we? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> You're what ghost. the hell? Where are we? You're Yo, they can hear the one, two, threes? Yep. Alex, you can hear the one, two, threes? That's so embarrassing. That's amateurish on our yeah. part. Hold on. We quit straight up. Where are you? Oh, there you are. <laughs> there we are. Where the hell are we? If you think you're going to do the podcast, just you on the camera. <laughs> you're wrong. It was like a ghost. It was like this, the couch was there, but you guys weren't there. Were, were you scared? Did you think? Yes. You erased us. We turned. I turned on the uh, the Twitch, and then where Sarah and Sam are supposed to go, there was a couch, but they weren't there. But the cameras pointed at them, so it was almost like you were vampires and that the camera couldn't... Because you know vampires don't have a soul, yes. so camera they don't yes. show up on cameras and mirrors. Yes. I was scared. I was scared because it suggested the possibility of a podcast where neither Sarah and I are on it. And it's just you. And that was a scary thought. Yeah, that's scary. That was scary. What would, that be scary. Like, what would be scary about that? Well, it'd be, it, it's scary because it, confer, it would confirm a thing that I already know is true, which is that you don't really need Sarah and I yeah. to do the podcast. Do you yeah. really think that? Well, you certainly have all the technical aspects of it. Yeah, and you have more of a vision for what it should be like. <laughs> <laughs> technical aspects does not a podcast make. Oh, mm. Okay. But if yes. they're, you don't have them. But we are determined to make it one because most, <laughs> most of the first 10 minutes of every episode is taken up by <laughs> technical difficulty. Yeah, that's right. It's, it is kind of, imagine a podcast that's just someone for an hour, like struggling with with the mixer. Yeah. <laughs> and being yeah, like, yeah. okay, I fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, that would fuck. Be, that would be fuck. Kind of, kind of an interesting, like, kind of uh, anti- sort of a performance art podcast yeah 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 the kind of thing that would you'd see in a college i'm sure maybe not, <laughs> not out in the real world but it not has out. no it has no yeah. commercial value yeah and we're more old hands and kind of seasoned industry <laughs> veterans so we don't do that kind of stuff yeah reason manarina january 31st we're almost at february Happy we're almost at february yeah it's going so fast. Sometimes it feels like in one hour it's going to be March. I know. You know what I mean? Time gets warped. I know. But you know, I you know how sometimes you think back to like New Year's or whatever, and you go, "Wow, that seems like it was yesterday." Today I was thinking about something that happened at the beginning of the month, and I thought that feels like it was a month ago. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. So you're calibrated. I was perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I was like that feels like the right amount of time. That it should have been. Damn, a you're in a really good state of mind. And you should <laughs> yeah. try to hang on to that. Time is passing on a one to one ratio. <laughs> no, I was talking about that with my mom recently, but I find that there's no relationship between when things happened in the past and the amount of distance you feel between them. There's no correlation. Sometimes things that happened a long time ago feel close, and things that happened close feel far away. No, there's a correlation, there's no causation. Mm. No. <laughs> no. You're getting confused correlation and causation. I don't yeah. think so, right? She's right. It's really? no correlation. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're just kidding. No, I was yeah. just kidding. Do you ever think Oh wait, sorry. January thirty first, Raisin Manarina. Sarah San Felipe. That's right. I just have to introduce it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Felipe. But don't you ever think if I change my there's like a way i can change my mindset where like i will have like a more memory dense time and time will slow down yeah there's they've mm. they have writing about this if you take in more memories time slows down if you mix up your yeah your um your schedule like of your day and like you're you're not on a set schedule but you like vary what you do it seems like time passes slower if you mix up your schedule? Yeah. So if you do the same things like every day at the same time, roughly the same time. Then like, you're zoom, you're like sled going down the slopes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it feels like 
it's like a blur and you can't distinguish days from each other and stuff like that. Yeah. But if it's like you're at super you wake up one day up. and like your whole family's dead and then you're like fuck mm, and you have to go to the next day you go to Disney World. Next yeah. day you, <laughs> you kind of like yeah. you kind of surprise yourself with yeah. strange <laughs> decisions. <laughs> you get a raise. You yeah. get a promotion at your company. You know, yeah. and then it's like okay, well now I need to do all this onboarding at my company yeah. that day. That's it's gonna like, slow you down. And then your boss dies. And then your boss dies. And then Friday, boom your family's alive again yes it all, it's also topsy-turvy that that week when do you that have I lunch just described well lunch happens at different, <laughs> it's like, uh, dinner is midnight lunch is is floating around like a fly mm. in your schedule um wow that week would feel so long wow yep that's interesting you know it's true it would feel long but it would also not be a particularly good week either no, no. you know you'd, you'd be at your deathbed you think wow that week was so many Oh, you know, some bad things, some good things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would I trade that in? Maybe. Some yeah. of those things I would trade in. Yeah. That's um, interesting because I've just become a person of habits. Every day at work, I wait till I get to work to drink my coffee. Then I wait till 12 o'clock to drink my second coffee. Mm. Then I try to not eat lunch until I get so, so hungry that I'm really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being kind of like difficult to work with. That's and then great. I take lunch. That's great. Yeah. And that's how I get to the first half of the day. So that's my new, yeah. You don't have a coffee in the afternoon because my second coffee's in the afternoon. I like to have a Coca-Cola in the afternoon, really? which is like a kind of coffee. Diet or straight up? Straight up. Damn. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Straight wow. up. <laughs> yeah. You got to take care of yourself, Sarah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I. Mark Marin has this great joke about watching porn where he was like, you know, porn's crazy because you you just see people having sex on the internet all the time. But if you went, if you had a day where you like, if you, if you had an experience where you were like walking down a hallway and every door you opened, there was like a different person having sex in it. And he describes all the different sex acts of every door he opens. He goes, if that happened to you, you would remember that day for the rest of your life. I think that's like a, it's relevant to our discussion about time, you know? Yeah. So if you look at more porn, you remember it for the rest That's of your life? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I remember every porn I've ever seen for the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, th that's a, a cool joke to do on a podcast is <laughs> your friends saying something and you go, oh, do you mean this? And it's not the thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. That's <laughs> true. And now, now I'm, I've been subject yeah. to it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you misunderstand your friend's point yeah. of purpose. Yeah, Classic exactly. comedy maneuver. So you'll notice we're back just the three of us. Um, it's just because we, we were getting a lot of comments and messages saying people were kind of missing just a classic <laughs> <laughs> and to catch up with the three of us because we had been so focus on other people but what's up with us yeah. so we're gonna do a quick medical corner to start sam why don't you tell what you a told me <laughs> <laughs> so there's a national shortage on adderall and it, it's now finally come to the doorstep of my address it reached sam it's reached sam i've been hearing about it in the news since october but i thought that could never affect that, me that wouldn't affect me that's like seeing a polar bear on an ice cap yeah on it's an like ice that cap. has nothing to yes, do with it's me. like cli climate change is bad but it doesn't have anything to do with totally me. show me a polar bear in the guanus canal yeah. yes okay now and I'm then listening. that's fun for me yeah yes <laughs> i wouldn't even be pressed but yeah now the problem has is has hit my doorstep um, they they came for the the ADHD kids in California, and I wasn't an ADHD <laughs> kid in California, so I yeah. said nothing. And um, now they're coming for now the animators. Now they've come for me, and now I'm I just have to be off it for a it's, little while. How to how to put this thought into words? But it's kind of crazy because we're used to in like industrial products, Cheetos, potato chips medication they're just there in like huge quantities like you go to cvs mm -hmm. and they have a bunch of adderall in every cvs in the country they have that much and there's like millions and you never think oh they can run out like imagine if they said there's a potato shortage so there's no more lays and you're like what are you talking about there's always lays. yes there are there's always yeah. lays they're just in a bag and they're there yes there there's no connection between them and a potato that i can't see they yeah. just come out of the bodega you know what I'm saying? 
We don't, you don't even see them get loaded in. I, yeah. I, think, yeah. I, have to say, I do think about the supply chain a little more than that. But, uh, but I agree that there's still like an obfuscation and a little bit of mystery to There's, it. yes. Um, but apparently all of the Adderall in the United States is made by one company. Let me ask you this, Adderall. Where does it come from? It start it has to start in a tree or in a rock it or in an animal. It comes from the cow's udders. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's milk based. It's milk based. Um. Yeah. Not vegan. Uh. I don't know. It's like a salt based methamphetamine. They <laughs> ma- they ma- manufacture it in a lab in Pittsburgh, probably. But you a know, couple it's is got- making a bunch of it in their bathtub. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm watching Breaking Bad mm. from the beginning. I've never seen it. So I'm on season two and we could do recaps of the episodes and discuss them. Wait, That's great. After we do it? the medical corner. Yeah. And he's loving it. <laughs> never you never saw it? it? I, never I thought you saw it. it. When I was watching yeah. it for the first time, you talked to me like you saw it. I saw the first three episodes. <gasps> you talked to me like you saw it. Can you believe that? That's my, yeah. That's my superpower. He's good at stuff like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's watched a lot of stuff. So yeah, he kind of knows how to dial in. Consultant. As someone who's yes. from the biz, <laughs> Felipe, you'd be a good consultant. I texted, yeah. I texted Carly, is Jesse going to hook up with a hot? goth girl that manages his apartment and she was like you're like a caveman <laughs> <laughs> she's like you're living in 12 bc yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, so that's very funny that's so that's funny, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's perfect because no one's talking about the show at all so unless you ask you're you'll get no spoilers you know because it's something people already well i know that walt dies at the end someone told me mm. i didn't know that when i was watching it yeah. yeah. Best there, to not talk about it with anyone. <laughs> I don't care about spoilers. Spoilers are not like a big deal to me. Yeah, you care about big ideas. I care about okay. ideas. If yeah, someone spoiled that's the, true. If someone's, the character development. If someone said like the show's going to be about like how a man changes, then I would be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um so the Adderall thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, medical yeah. corner. Let's get back to I'm staying corner. on the medical corner because I have a medical thing I want to talk about. Okay, cool. So instead this of being like, oh, I'm ready to talk about my thing, I'm like, oh, I see. You're, you're getting karma. So you're getting I can't, karma I'm getting talk. karma. I can't let the subject <laughs> stray away, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to redirect to me. Sure. Okay. So what's the effect it's having on you? You're not paying attention? Yeah. Oh, everything... Every object in my room is infused with a new set of beauty. And <laughs> Every book I pick up wow. and turn to its opening page. <laughs> There's a little story in here. Every tab open on my computer is an hour-long journey into some new thing. Wow. That's exciting. Um, no, mostly the kind of work that I have to do is incredibly boring and mindless and requires like sitting down and being at your computer for a long time and and being like alone in your thoughts is agonizing yes uh, and tiring and that's that's mostly what it is wow um and yeah it, but if you're on adderall it's like maybe more bearable and I it think. seemed to leave you a little grumpy about what time we should be starting the podcast is that <laughs> also yeah, a side effect were, yeah good eye <laughs> sam was a little Damn. mad for the first like, time ever sam brought up wanting to start the podcast right on time which well, you've never it's mentioned something before i've been feeling for weeks but yeah. you know i didn't want to say it because i knew the answer i would get but this time i said I'll say it anyway, yeah. just to say it. And indeed, it was, I was not surprised by what happened. <laughs> did you get it all? But then we started, uh, we started a little less late than we would have. Yeah, and we started a dialogue was... around it. Whereas before, we hadn't even had a dialogue it's true. around it's it. True. It's yeah. all about pushing the Overton window. Yeah. On, on the little things you want to have happen in your Yeah. Is there a reason life. you wanted to start on time? Is it because you felt pressed for time? Yeah, I just feel like we... <laughs> <laughs> we we cut the podcast down to an hour, you know, so it would kind of take up less time in our lives. And then it, and then it's like we get there, and it, it's like we're all sitting down, and then we wait another eight minutes so like two more viewers can get on the channel. No, wait, we did um, not cut the time down so that it would take up less time in our lives because once the podcast is over, we just hang out. Yes, so. I don't. I go back to my computer. We kind of done to make it a snappier product and a more. That's right. Like, we do it for the product, not yeah. for our own lives. Not for our own lives. Um, say in the chat if you want the podcast to start on time or if you're fine with it kind of coming in on 411, 416. Let me tell you this. If you're ready for the podcast to start on time, show up on time because it when we start is directly related to how many viewers we have and whether Felipe <laughs> deems that to be the right amount of viewers. I just think that with with Twitch streams, 
people see that it's on and then when they have a second they come on and if you give them more time at least that was my experience watching twitch streams uh people would be like i'm going on and then you just are in the waiting lobby for a little while it's not like a live show where it's like well i took this time out of my day people just sort of turn it on and turn it off so i figured like it's not it's not a big big transgression people aren't parked on the side of the road driving home they've stopped and taken <laughs> an hour out of their day so they're on their tesla browser yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're frozen like midway down the hallway of their office like watching the twitch stream for an hour um yeah that makes sense i i don't really watch twitch streams at all so so there you go yeah all I, right. w- I win again <laughs> there you go there you go yeah sarah so what yes yeah so what's going <laughs> yes. on with your medical what? problems so we're still in medical corner over here <laughs> i turned the, the great eye of sauron yes. over to you all right cool and what what's going on with you i scheduled an appointment with the eye doctor i ran out of contact lenses a while ago and i think <laughs> that we're <laughs> so funny you just launch into this our podcast <laughs> like we've been talking to artists and stuff and finally it's just us three <laughs> And now we're just getting a story about you like fighting with your health insurance again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what 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 possibly would what would be the interest that would hold a listener on this podcast? It's like, <laughs> they, yeah, I heard the I heard the Harrison episode. I'm gonna check out one. <laughs> it's interesting. The the camera is kind of like a gun, and Sarah's been fighting with her her insurance yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> so so well, going, going. What inspired me to tell this story? I'll give you. <laughs> why should we care? Why should care? Is that I was hanging out with my friend Ben last night, and I told him the story, and I did not expect him to be that interested. <laughs> but he really knew what I was talking about and related, and seemed to connect with it strongly. Okay. And so then I was like, well, it's worth another. I'll try it out again shot. for the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Coming to new open um, mic, try out different yeah. wording. I went to the eye doctor. First time I've been on Medicaid. Um, and I have been wearing glasses for the last year, which I think wearing glasses makes you look less beautiful in a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah. In my case, not in many every cultures. case. In many, culture, in many cultures. And also people, old men make comments to me about it at the store. What if I make? don't wear my glasses, they'll be like, that looks really good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look really good. Yeah. And they'll say better. Yeah. I like, really? yeah. I like glasses. You like glasses? I mean, cute glasses look cute. Cute glasses are cute. Yeah. Other people think that. It's a, it's complicated stuff about glasses, but I decided I want to get contact lenses. So you're trying um, to look more beautiful? Yep. I didn't know that was like a thing you were after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you haven't seen the effects of it yet. Um, <laughs> so I went to the eye doctor. I find out the eye doctor appointment is totally free. A pair of glasses is totally free. Really? With Medicaid? Yes, with Medicaid. But to get the contact exam, which is like something that takes one minute, they like look at the shape of your eye with one of their little tools, costs $129. Damn. Medicaid doesn't cover? Medicaid doesn't cover it. Medicaid doesn't cover it. So I was was in my exam for 10 minutes, nine minutes, totally free. Last minute, $129. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I told this to Ben and he really kind of connected with that. So What did he connect on? He was like, yeah, that's right. It does cost that much. And that's happened to me. Well, as, as you'll notice, yeah. neither me nor Sam wear glasses. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> That's right. But it, it does seem in like a, a, an incredibly expensive burden, though. Mm-hmm. Like I scratched my, my sunglasses over the summer and they were kind of expensive to buy. And then I was like. And then I scratched them and I was like, okay, well, how do you get rid of the scratches? And I was like, they f- I found out you can't. What you have to do is get new lenses. Well, no, and I because thought, of course, because when you think of a right. scratch, that's it's a right. carving inside of the glass. Right. It's not, it's not like a piece of lint on the glass. Right. It's less glass. So you'd have to get more glass. You'd have to get more glass. That's right. Yes. And I, I don't know how to do that. So... I basically came to the conclusion that you can't fix it. <laughs> so, so, That's right. and I was like, wow, what do people with glasses who need glasses do? Like they, they must get scratched all the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's that's crazy. It is crazy. That's crazy. If I have to worry about an object of mine like getting scratched like that, like a really fragile object, yes, too. developing yes. tiny little abrasions, and, and you're stuff. wearing it on your face every day. Oh my god, it's crazy. Someone that's in the crazy. chat said, "Just got tickets for your Hudson show." Thanks, Tiger Cub. Thank you, Tiger Cub. Yes, first time chatter. Welcome to the show. Um, 
that's pretty much the end of medical corner. If we, unless you have a, a medical well, let me issue, think you want about, to talk about medical issues. <clears throat> um, no, I've honestly been pretty smooth sailing lately. Nice, smooth sailing. Should we should we talk about art? Yeah, I got an art topic. What's your art topic? Oh wait, also before we go, <laughs> if anyone in the chat, if you're hearing like crackles and stuff, I I think it might be in my headphones. But uh, if you're he- hearing crackles, please let me know if you're hearing them. Please let us know. Cool. Oh, proceed. Um, actors. I'm really into them this week. Oh, actors okay. in general. Yep. I, I thought you were talking about, about the, sh- the movie. movie. Oh, did we ever talk about that on the podcast? No, we no. didn't. Oh, we never did. Why are you into actors right now? Um, I really liked all the actors in Paul T. Goldman. I liked getting to watch them acting and then talking to the director and mm-hmm. talking to Paul. Yeah. 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 And then I watched Funny Pages last night. Wait, where'd you see it? Uh, it's online streaming now. I watched it on Voodoo. Wait, why didn't you hit? Why didn't you wait until today to watch it with us? I don't. I guess I got confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, Skippy, you did. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't know. I have no. Uh, I I you, you didn't think I would want to watch Funny Pages, a movie about know. a cartoonist? I didn't know. You didn't think that I would okay, want that? I'd watch it again. I'd tonight? watch it again. I can't watch it tonight. I got plans at six thirty. Sarah oh. saw. She googled Funny Pages, and then as soon as it came up on her browser, she was like, "It was like the ringing in her ear started." <laughs> She got all dizzy and she like couldn't yeah. figure out how we yeah. the bathroom. That's where her confused. And it's like. hard to keep track. It almost feels like it is part of my job or something to know what movies all my friends have seen, you know, and to be like, who's already seen this? Who hasn't seen it? Yeah. And I was like, everyone's seen Funny Pages. That's what I thought. But really, I think only Ian and Alex saw it. You don't think I would have said something to you? If I had seen Funny Pages, I would have texted you right outside the theater. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is because this is an insight into your guys' relationship because you seeing Funny Pages has pretty much absolutely no bearing on, on our relationship. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want you to talk yeah. about something else. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I have a remark to make about it. It's directed by Owen Cosmos. Who's that? Frankie Cosmos' brother. Her I'm, name's not Cosmo. <laughs> her last name's not Cosmo. I know, I'm making a joke. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's directed by Owen Klein. It's his feature debut. And um, what's funny to me about the acting and the casting in it is like there's certain characters that feel, it feels like a little Safety Brothers style casting where I thought some of the actors were like non actor actors. Yeah. But they're all just really good actors. Really? Playing characters. So, so, so it turns out that, you don't have to exploit a mentally disabled no, person for no, your movie. You can just no. get someone who can do it. No, you can get an upper middle class, comfortable person. Person, wow! Yeah, who's like lives a stable lifestyle, and they can just use a weird voice and and, have a funny and, you're, and you're off to the races. Yes, and you're off to the races. <laughs> and I just thought that that was great timing because my roommate Peter's about to graduate from acting school, so I want people to be valuing actual actors. Right? You yes. were like, oh, it's the age of the of the non actor. Yes. And my roommate, he's gonna be shit out of luck. Yes. He's too normal looking. Yes. But now you're finding out. No, you don't have to. I think it's time to go back to the well, magic of acting. It's funny because you, you mentioned Paul T. Gold and I do think that is in some like the actors really come to the fore in that because this person is the main character Paul T. Goldman is so bad at acting yes. that you realize like how gifted these dare I say it these nobody actors yeah. people we've never seen before like yeah. how gifted these people are and and in what insane circumstances under which they're working and delivering like really good performances with totally. really bad a really bad script and cheerfully taking direction from a crazy person who has no idea what he's talking about Be yes like, oh yeah i'll try one that way sure paul t goldman i don't know if everyone's seen it it's on peacock everyone's lit on peacock to series about a man who uh has spent like most or like the last 10 years writing fictions about a thing that happened to him which he holds to be true and then the director jacob jason jason woolliner jason woolliner woolliner um, directs the movie that this man has written about his own life. And it's kind of a joke on this man who is clearly kind of deluded about this thing that has happened. And so the movie's directed like really straight ahead. Yep. Like an action drama film. But it's written by like an amateur who is clearly like into really kind of not narcissistic, but like 
in like wrapped up in his own story of events and so there's this double love i'm just explaining yes. the movie to someone who has it the oh, show i thought you're explaining it to me i was gonna be like i already saw it yeah no and then, I, sarah i'm gonna explain it to you <laughs> i just thought maybe someone hadn't maybe someone hadn't seen it and yeah we're just talking yeah. about it no i think that's helpful you yes. know and then we're doing a little explanation of how the podcast works sometimes we have to explain stuff yeah, yeah. there's yes. a mixer yeah. there's two cameras <laughs> i did um, i did think i did think during particularly the scene where the where the character who's playing his ex-wife cries with him yes i was amazing i was like these actors have in order for the joke to work they have to commit 100 percent to this silly script if they committed like 80 percent, it wouldn't be funny yes but they're fully performing it like they're like they're on a tv drama totally and i really like there's a scene in it where this actor who's also in funny pages part of why i thought of this name josh pace i'm his fan now which one is um, he he is the dad in funny pages and in paul t goldman did you watch to the end or just watch? Yeah. oh he plays the ryan sinclair the author that yes. also just is really yes. oh and then pl- yeah paul he t. does goldman. an imitation of paul and then t. yeah so first he just is playing this role of this author figure who's written the paul t goldman story and he's just playing a kind of straight like nondescript and then he gets the direction of like really you're playing paul and then he suddenly just like purses his lips in this exact perfect like impression of paul yeah. and he's so him and i'm just like wow they just do it they just like turn and on they're like who do you need me to act like that guy okay I'll well like but him. i think i my theory is that he probably like kind of knew he was gonna going get into mount. it yes. he had that direction probably yeah, yeah. but it's just like magical to watch them like yes it's true and then yeah. paul t goldman goes that's it yes that's perfect. <laughs> he loves which is it. a great button to <laughs> he that loves scene it. yeah yeah i was watching emily in paris and i was like listening to the lines that the actors were saying and the script is really bad like it's tough if i got those lines in a script i'd be like it would be tough to deliver these lines like straight ahead because you'd be annoyed you'd be annoyed (laughs) and it's like a lot of information with very little chance for emoting there's not there's not a tremendous amount of um they're not written the way people actually talk it's it's like very hard and i thought wow these actors are doing a pretty damn good job with this mediocre script and it just made me think there's just so much good acting talent out there. I think there's more there's more good acting talent out there than there are like yes, people who good can, roles. Good roles, <laughs> yeah. certainly. Yeah. And and like good scripts. Totally. Yeah. And the third thing that kind of crystallized my feeling about actors this week that's got actors is the theme of my week, not the Betsy Brown movie. But just the people, just actors in general. Um, so I've, I've been rewatching old Twilight Zone episodes, and I was watching just like a random episode that's like not one of the canonical famous ones about a man who um becomes obsessed with a dollhouse in a museum and thinks that there's a little lady inside that he's in love with. Uh huh. Um, and the guy who's playing the main character was just like selling it so hard he was so good and i was just like this is like a little half hour one episode arc of like a tv show in the when did that show come out like the 50s early 60s um like who is this and i looked it up and it was robert duvall who's like a famous actor he's in the godfather he plays the person who's part of the like mafia family that's not related to them Mm -hmm. um and it's just like he's a young robert duvall and he's so good and i'm like oh that's why that man had like a 70 year long acting career he's just like really really good (laughs) i don't think the twilight zone was like small potatoes though i think it was a really prestigious show and they would announce the name of like the actors that will be in next week's episode are really their names at the end yeah they do sometimes yeah they should do that with breaking bad yes (laughs) (laughs) um but so, yeah, just for some reason this week, I've been really focused in on like, oh, people who are really good at acting are are special. And so do you want to switch the topic? Because I have a thing to say. Another no, thing say the other thing. I guess another thing, too, that I think acting, what makes you a good actor is not necessarily like, like being able to deliver a good performance, but like being able to deliver a good performance under immense like duress and in mm-hmm. situations where there's like, it's not, you're not set up to it's not set up to do any kind of good performance like hold on something's going on sam can you grab the bottom of the cable and kind of like <laughs> okay okay so i think something's wrong with your microphone hold on turn off your mic can you hear sam everyone in the chat jesus christ i think something's going on with your mic i can't tell all right now it's back on you said a word that started with a d and ended with an s what was it Let's change your cable. Dude. Turn off your mic. Okay, then I'll just pop off on my shit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what I'm saying is pretty elementary about appreciating actors, but I feel like uh, 
sometimes if you listen to my episode on producing why I don't like it I, I feel sometimes it like intense uh, kind of how actors get treated on sets like indie sets where like the conditions are so brutal and people are like working so hard and the pay is so bad and the hours are so long and hello, then still hello. even in a DIY environment the actors are treated with such like velvet gloves and like really taken care of in this elevated way that I'm like they're the only ones who are having fun here they're the ones that get to like do the script and be in the thing ultimately but maybe that just relates to my own not having the correct role for myself yeah. on set alright wait but, hold on Sarah now you turn off your mic and change the cable something's wrong now I gotta change the cable someone's cable's Anyway, I was just vamping. No, I appreciate that. Wait, but turn off the mic before you unplug it. Now you vamp, Sam. I, I, well, it's funny because I, I agree that about what Sarah's saying, which is that actually actors are treated like little children during the set, the, the like filming process. And if anyone's treated well, it's them. Um, And still, I do feel like oftentimes there are situations where like you'll have to act a scene and it's like okay we have actually two minutes to do this because there's just the right amount of lighting and it's pretty stressful situation can you just go and like go into the crying scene like right now and that's like (laughs) a hard thing to get to 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 be able to do and often i mean most shoots are guided by like budget and like the technical situations at hand like do we have enough light or you know is it raining blah 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 stuff like that and they're not like oh are you comfortable enough to be able to do this scene like are there's enough warm-up blah blah yeah, blah. yeah. You know, is that's this, true is there any anything in your eye like <laughs> is there a light shining in your eye that so when you look at the person you're acting can you actually see them that kind of thing it's mm, hard it's it hard. is hard that's all i was curious if funny pages was good funny pages is great Really, because Carly says it starts out good, but it ends boring. And it has some killer boring. weird balls in it. It says, huddery, buttery. Right. Do you know what that means? There's some weird balls in it. Like someone's testicles? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, now but I got to see this. Balls. Huh? Odd balls. There's Strange odd balls. people. Is the guy supposed to be like a young crumb? Or a young Dan Klaus. He's like literally in high school. Okay. And they portray him very realistically. Literally as like, in high school. Literally in high school. And you know sometimes a character in high realistically? school. Realistically? Yeah. He doesn't seem like, oh, he's actually 25, but they're telling it as the story of a 17 year old. Mm, like he's yes. kind of an immature kid. So I wouldn't say like, oh, he's like our crumb, but he li- he's into our crumb shit. I see. Yeah. And he wants to be a really great cartoonist. And um, he's really into like technical craft. Uh, and he starts just alienating everybody around him through kind of his like obsession and um, like disinterest in everything except for like underground comics and being a legend. Whoa. <laughs> and did, yeah. you, did you see any of your friends reflected in this depiction? Yeah, I thought it was very relatable just in general to like anybody who is interested in the arts who spent time when they were young discovering some old thing and being like oh my god this thing yeah and these people in this era and like what i would give to be validated by by these these people wait yeah. two questions when does it take place it's place it takes place on like they don't really say that's a kind of funny element of it is like you're looking at the comics so at first you think or maybe i was confused at the beginning at first you think it's like maybe the 80s or something because you're like all these comics that are from this certain era um but then it's revealed that it's actually like the 2000s and it's shot on film so it also like looks old yeah but it's not like 2022 for sure it's like the the 2000s does he mention what comics Hmm. he likes does he mention what comics he likes or it's just sort of like i didn't recognize the names of them they show a lot of comic art um but you know i'll be this is like insane but i i lost my glasses part of why i went to the eye doctor so i couldn't see all the detail while i was watching the really movie, the comics were yeah Damn. so if they were showing all so the it was names, just a big blur it, so it was just a little blurry um so that's part of the truth of that and uh what was i gonna say yeah they the so kid we like, can't really trust so you can't trust saying. me so you can't trust me <laughs> i don't know all the details when we've seen the movie fill in the details um 
but it's this kid and his friend who's also really into comics but he's really mean to his friend because his friend's just into like being creative and like expressing himself through the comics and the other kid is like no there's a way these things are done and there's mm. like you're in reference you're working in conversation with these other artists and like you can't be stealing things that are too obvious or from bad like sources yeah I relate and, to that yeah <laughs> he's right so I yeah I his friend needs to cut that it. out yeah <laughs> and he w- will tell his friend like you're not being hard enough on yourself I, <laughs> I think that's, that's cool and that's funny Mm. Yeah, I just found it to be like uh, relatable and about a subject that is, I don't know, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of movies that are about that particular thing. I guess I was curious when it took place because I think of like, there is like an underground comics world, but I don't know, I just, I think it looks different now than it maybe did. I, I don't know, I'm also not that tapped into like comics, yeah. comics. Well, so. physical artwork and ephemera are not like what they used to be, obviously. So there's a real... Like, the kid works in a comic book shop, and this aspect of, like, the collecting of the comics and the discovering of old comics and, like, things that now, I think, uh, a lot of stuff is online, right? right? And, like, people who are comic artists do still make comic books and put them in stores and stuff, but it I can't possibly be the same as it was in, like, the 70s. No, totally. Totally. I, it, it sound I'm almost like, oh, I feel like the 2000s or the 90s are, like, the last moment where you can make, like, a kind of classics classic comics yeah totally but i also am like kind of checked out or i'm not that in in that world so i don't know yeah and what what is the tale of the of the movie and this will be a spoiler for felipe because this is the kind of spoilers he doesn't like all the artwork johnny ryan made for the movie oh really Ah, johnny ryan just followed me on instagram oh that's great yeah i love his artwork he's really cool really funny so i guess that's to say that it's not actual old comics or maybe the artwork the kid makes i think the artwork that the kid makes johnny ryan made who is johnny ryan he's this cartoonist um who's made a bunch of he makes very funny kind of vulgar violent uh comics he made a i think it's a cartoon no it's a book called prison pit um right i haven't seen it i just know his like the stuff he used to post on twitter on instagram too and on Instagram. It's very vulgar. Over the top. The story in the movie is... I don't want to ruin anything Yeah, because I, I actually... You maybe don't want to spoil this for this. Well, look It's a kid at, in search here, of a mentor. The man uh, shove, shoving yeah. his words back down his throat. Yeah, yeah, you caught me in a lie. Yeah. But I come back to the opening thing. Sarah, you should have... I should have said something. I should have said something. Didn't occur to you? No. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it didn't occur to me. But also, you watched the end of Paul T. Goldman without us. And which I, I you, know. in fact, and in I'm this one, it should too. have because you said, yeah. let's all watch it after yeah. Raisin Man, yeah. last da da da. Yeah. Then I'm like, prepare, preparing. You're I like, know. look, I have to be honest. I already watched it. I was like, well, you're the one I who know. made this plan, and I waited for you. I, I would have watched yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm on a kind of a solitude thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, Sarah, Sarah you, our friendship is not burdened by any responsibilities, okay? Thank you. I hope that. In the end, I'll be vindicated yeah. for, <laughs> for that mode. by being absent yeah. and not expecting anything. Don't you know sometimes the feeling of like? So I had that one last episode of Paul T. Goldman to watch. I was so excited. There's such a cliffhanger in the episode before. It was Sunday night. Sunday night's my Friday night. I'm at home. I'm by myself, and I'm like, wouldn't it just make me feel? <laughs> so happy to just watch it right I don't now. have that feeling and then I was gonna pretend that I hadn't watched it and watch it with you you were gonna pretend <laughs> that you had it <laughs> oh my god wow I was gonna take it that far oh my goodness I can't believe he does this <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that's how it sounds wow well, like I would have been able to tell that's so funny <laughs> I don't have that problem because I don't really watch TV by myself I only watch it with other people so except for Breaking Copy Bad which, yeah. except for Breaking Bad and um, Last of Us which we watched the second episode of has created quite a stir <laughs> for its queer storytelling. It's funny that you read, like, you came out yesterday and you were like, I just read this article about the episode, and the episode came out like that past night. So yeah, someone like, just got someone just got on Substack and just wrote an article about it. it. I guess I shouldn't be surprised about things like that, but it just it was funny that an article had been written and that you had read it. All in the span. I had probably just slept through that time. Maybe someone had written, like, had had a a placeholder paragraph where they wrote, this week's episode of Last of Us really whiffs it. With. And and I'm about to tell you why. And then second paragraph, leave empty. 
insert problem here totally and it's like when it's like when there's books there's obituaries written for celebrities before they die so that the day they die it's like ready to go yeah yep yes that's true yeah well will this be interesting to talk about no okay cool or do you want to talk about it no i was no, gonna no. i was gonna tell you that i was gonna tell you that i went to disco kina oh shit. oh yeah how was that it was a fun time Hell yeah. What's Disco Kina? I guess maybe since you summarized Palti Goldman, I... <laughs> no, I couldn't. I guess, well, because we talked about it when Jake was here. That's right. It's an event that you were supposed to arrive at on time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be late. Don't be one. late. And yeah. I was late. Oh. Wait, and now, you know what else? The beginning of the... You know something? It wasn't that big of a deal that I was late. Oh, shit. I think Jake was just like, people come so late to these. Like, the, the ethos of like a, a club night or whatever like a nightlife thing is that you just yeah. come as late as possible sort of. yes but this was like there's a performance from beginning to end yeah it was like uh it was like dj sets with these projections that had like real-time 3d uh sort of like imagery could hmm. you see the person who is being animated yeah like for instance the first people were called i fucking forgot their name I'll think of it, but they had a like a 3D camera or like a like an Xbox Connect or like a camera that could sort of film you in 3D, and they would like move in front of it, and they had like a rendering of their body up on the screen that like would distort based on the music. So it had all it would like become like balloons or it would be get like spikes would come out every time the like bass would thump. So it was stuff like that where it would be like music and then yeah, music with like projections and then in some cases it was kind of like little plays with projections or little like short films. Was it interesting? It was interesting. Yeah. It was quite interesting. And it was fun and I met a bunch of people that I only know from online. How did you meet them cuz you recognize them? Yeah. Wow. They're avatars? Oh, I met like Steve Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there and I yeah. recognized him and we said hello. Um, And there were food vendors? There was one food vendor and I, it was uh, Mexican food. Nice. Yeah, you're saying all the <laughs> stuff that was on the on Jake's, Jake's story. Because <laughs> I didn't get tickets for Disco Kina. It's funny, like sometimes and this happens with like events Jake puts on but also with just like comedy shows where like they get promoted so much on my Instagram feed that they like enter my mind without me even really knowing like what that is yes <laughs> so for a long time this sense like Disco Kina is coming I have no idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the implications of that but it's almost here and then on the day of Jake posted like this big explanation of like you need to get there at 8 and there's gonna be food vendors and there's rooms to explore and there's a theatrical performance and I was like <gasps> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. And you had wish you'd bought And tickets. I didn't, but it was way too late for me to get a ticket. By the time I finally understood what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had, you had like through osmosis, it's absorbed like, yeah. it. I, I have found that with like 3D mo motion capture stuff, it is um, a kind of underwhelming thing to watch. When have you found that? <laughs> when I've seen it. When I've seen so it. So when we I did guess. Fleshworks, you found that underwhelming? I guess so. I mean, I'm. I think about that thing. This is going to be a, a, a little digression, but it'll come back to the point. You guys see that movie, The Prestige? Yeah, of course. You know, a long that, time ago. And the Illusionist. You know, in The Prestige, when <laughs> um, the that character, the main character, starts doing this really, really amazing magic trick where he like, of course, his his character goes into one box and then it. It disappears in a moment late. He, it bounces a ball. He ball throws a he, ball. He yeah. throws a ball and then he steps inside of a doorway and then he opens out another doorway in a di completely different part of the room and catches the ball. And it receives like a kind of lukewarm applause. Like there's like seven to ten people in the room and they're like, oh, nice, another magic trick. Yes. And it's like, oh, if you actually think about how that works, the sort of message of that is that it's like, it was an amazing magic trick, but it has no sort of pageantry around it. And if you don't understand how magic works, then it's actually not a really great piece of spectacle. Mm. Yes. I feel the same way yes. about 3D mocap stuff where I'm like, this actually isn't that interesting to look at or watch. And maybe if I knew how it worked a little more, it would be like amazing and magical. But instead of just like a lumpy 3D guy moving around. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it looks like kind of bad, boring yeah. animation. Um, oftentimes yes. when I've seen it. And so I guess I was like, when people say things like, oh, we're going to do a 3D mocap thing and it's going to be really awesome. 
um, or we have like a certain amount of funding for people to do interesting mocap stuff. I'm like, well, that's difficult because actually 3D mocap stuff's really boring. And it's not <laughs> that saying that alone doesn't interest me enough to doesn't like come, come to well, the thing. It's, there's so we have so much technology that essentially does what mocap does in your phone, you know? Like every mm-hmm. time you use a filter or like an AI filter or even like I mean, um the the memojis or what is that what they're called? The Yes, the memojis. The memojis when you use them to talk and they move their face, that's motion capture. So we like have this this technology is not like we're not like peasants seeing yes. you know, a mirror for the first time. Yep. Like and so you kind of have to go, you have to sort of go a level above. And maybe it's the thing of like, it's a new technology, so it's still, people are still like figuring out what's interesting. To, I mean, it's not even that new of a technology. No. A little bit. I think I think this stuff was kind of cutting edge. And, um, but I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You have to kind of go like a step farther. There was one at the very end that I really, that was moving. The problem is that I was like, hanging out with people and sometimes I would like check out of what was happening but there was at the very end again I can't remember the name of the performer but it was like this DJ set and it was this very like cinematic music and then it was like um, a forest it was like a 3D rendering of a forest and there was a camera sort of moving through it in real time which so I, I don't know if the camera was being animated in real time or what but the forest would like light up as if there was like a light, a very bright light at the center of it, but you couldn't see the light. Like it was just, mm. the trees would light up as if there was like a huge lamp in the middle, but there was no huge lamp in the Whoa, middle, which is the thing cool. you can do in 3D, which is cool. You can create a light source that isn't visible, but it creates light. And so cool. then to the, rhythm, cool. to the rhythm of the music, now the, you're interested. the forest yeah. would light up from the center and then it would like go dark. And it was really eerie because in real life you never see like an entire forest light up from the from the center and then like and then it would like the lights would go down and then it would like light up red was it a realistic forest it was pretty yeah i mean it was like a three i mean you could see that it was yeah. 3d but it was like high enough you know it was like a nice enough render that it, you kind of fell for it and it was really simple it was like a simple effect but um if you like kind of let yourself watch it for a while it was really cinematic and kind of eerie this forest like as if there was a red light bulb at the center of it but that illuminated the entire forest you never see the bulb and the lights like and then it would be like blue lights and different things and it would and the camera was just flying through it that sounds like my shit it was it was kind of moving it was cool you know that reminds me of another thing i have to say about art and video games which is that and it's related to last of us but we were watching last of us last night which is based off two nights ago it's based off of a video game that Felipe's played and um we were watching it and will was like oh you know i wish this television show dwelt a little more in the experience of like being alone or being like in danger potentially in danger walking through like an abandoned place alone and i thought oh you didn't you don't think it does that I don't think it, the television show does that enough. No, and Will you, doesn't think so, and Will doesn't think so either. I'm I agree with Will, and what I just said was originally Will's opinion, but it's mine too now. <laughs> so, okay, two people can have one opinion. Yes, and that's exactly. Okay. Well, and you can take it from someone else, and that's okay. Yes, and that's exactly. Okay. But also, you can think, have an opinion on your own independently, and then someone gives expression it's to that subconscious, opinion. Yeah. But you had already had that opinion. Mm-hmm. So it can just be the expression. And it yes. gets activated. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all the permutations of that situation. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and I thought that's a thing video games are particularly good at that film and television has a harder time doing because of the constraints of time and plot yeah. that they have to do. But in a video game, you can simply make a cool space and and 3D, like sound design it really well. And it's just eerie and cool. And, and you are sort of taken in by the own, your own story just by like wandering around that space. And it's really hard to do that in television. And I think that's what makes the, the sort of survival aspects of video games so strong. Maybe why there are so many is because like, just put someone in a scary situation set up that they're they're in a bad situation or in danger and then don't have anything bad happen to them just ask them to like 
wander around or get from mm. point A to B while nothing bad happens to them. That is really, really scary. And you're like on edge and gripped the whole time with tension. Whereas in a television show, like when you see two people like walking down a road and then they suddenly become quiet, but then they continue to walk. It's like, well, I'm being shown this moment because something is about to happen. Well, let me, let me try this out. But like in a video game, you're, you're, uh, interacting with space right so like you're walking through a room right and you're like i don't know where the zombie's gonna be you don't think i don't know when the zombie's gonna appear because when you're in a space the zombie can only be in one place in that space right if you're in your house and you know there's a burglar you don't think the burglar's gonna appear in front of me in a minute you think the burglar is somewhere specifically in the house and it's not until i find that place in the house that they are that i'll find them you're, you're squinting your eyes. Is that not I'm me? not wearing my contacts or oh. glasses. I'm trying to read the comments. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure that, that you're following this idea. Okay, so you know there's somewhere specific. Yeah, like video games are about space and movies are about time, or like television is about time. In in a movie, you have a sense of pacing because you're not yeah. able to explore the space with the characters. You have an understanding that danger exists in a moment in time. A scene can't go on for too long without danger because that breaks the like the sort of time the chronological logic sure. of television whereas in a video game it it functions according to like rules that are closer to the ones that we live by which is like danger is not it's not that there's a set amount of there's a moment when danger is going to happen the moment is somewhere yeah, and i have yeah, yeah. i mean the, the danger is somewhere and i have to find it does that make sense yes yes it's like spatial versus time yeah i think that's an interesting distinction yes i think it's also funny it reminds me of episode the episode that we did on how comedy is like horror that uh when you do have those scenes in horror movies which are iconic of a person alone in a scary situation like knowing something bad is going to happen avoiding danger you do know it's like do any second to happen and newer horror movies have to keep subverting the thing that happens where they do the thing where it's like oh a door slams but actually that was just your mom coming home oh i'm too loud no no just get closer oh, to the mic. um but then seconds later a scary thing happens you're like get relieved and then you get scared right or right. there's like three false alarms or like you know they just have to keep like um yes. finding new twists so that you're not like okay the person's alone the music is weird something scary is gonna happen it's right like, and yeah. and and to build off of that i i too think that uh video games have their own pacing that they set up. Like they are working with time as a medium. I like your rule, but I think it, it, it's sort of like a flexible rule. No, it's true. Like and, and Last of Us especially is a game that if you're not moving through it at the pace the game wants you to, it gets easier so that you can. Mm -hmm. It's a That's game that like, interesting. yeah, it's a game that prioritizes storytelling. So if you can't figure out a solution, the game will find a way to tell you the solution and if you keep losing at a level the game gets easier so you can beat yeah. it faster so you never like you're never stuck anywhere for too long because the game wants to prioritize the pacing so it's true that is true yes and also in really good movies and television this is the thing sarah was talking about like the movie will set up an expectation for a rhythm for how fast things happen and then it will like subvert it so then you become scared again because you're yes. like, I don't know when this thing could happen. It could happen at any moment. Yes. Why are yes. we why are we dwelling so long on this like yes. conversation that they're having in the kitchen? Is totally. it because something bad is going to happen? Totally. And that's how you like build tension in a good movie or TV episode. But because and this is true, especially for television, but because they're so like hampered by like limited amount of time that you often like don't have the ability to like set up rhythmic expectations and then like um break them yes. so you're just like bored by how expecting expected everything is yes that's why the movie smile is so good because <laughs> like at any moment any character can start smiling you know because it's always like you're just talking to someone like normal and it seems like it's normal and then they smile and yeah. you don't know and so for every person the main character interacts with you're like are they gonna smile are they gonna smile um so the whole movie i was like stressed out that yeah. someone would start smiling. Yes. <laughs> and no one smiles for r regular smiling reasons yes, in the movie. they don't. Because there's not That's a lot true. to smile about in that world. People saying stuff in the chat, I can't read it. Oh, um, Annabelle's saying, I miss Barbarian Lady. I wish there was a Barbarian video game. Carly <laughs> says, in video games, you control the guy, and in TV movies, you just have to scream at him. Yes. <laughs> and then That's Annabelle great. says, I love screaming. Carly says, dude, I would play a Barbarian video game. <laughs> Kyle says, it follows Tall Guy vibes. 
I'm not sure yes. what that's about. It's an It Follows Tall Guy vibes. Yeah. Oh, Jack. I'm surviving in a scary situation. Oh, yeah, Kyle is saying it in it follows. There's a moment where like the girl is convinced that one of the scary guys is right outside of her door, but he's not there. But then thirty seconds later he is a there. big tall yeah, guy. Big tall guy. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, okay, he's not there. And then he's there. I just saw I just saw that movie again for yeah. I remember seeing it in college and thinking, Wow, this movie's like so dialed in the acting is so real like everything about it feels so and i rewatched it and i was surprised that like it was like a little campy like it felt almost mm. like a little more like uh riverdale mm. like there's something a little corny about mm. the acting that i hadn't noticed the first time i watched it your corny meter has been tuned yeah. in a little yeah more. it has you get been discalibrated yeah. on the corny stuff yeah yeah um and then the thing with the prestige is that so Hugh Jackman creates a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman That's creates right, a trick. Yeah. yeah. Where um, every, he, instead of um, him appearing at one place on the stage and then appearing somewhere else, he dies on stage and then appears somewhere else alive. And then, he, well, he clones himself because he clones himself. How does he get that technology again? From well, uh, Tesla. From Tesla, <laughs> Tesla yeah. Nikola Tesla makes a cloning yeah. technology. Yes. Well, I think isn't it the thing is that like they both magicians get access to the technology, but Christian Bale's character just clones himself once. No, Christian Bale's character has a twin. So he's just using his twin. Oh, really? Yes. And they don't ever know about and they, it. They live as one man. Oh. So their whole mean? life is a trick. Yeah, but then so they pretend that they're only one guy, but they're actually two people. So they have the ability to like appear to an audience like they're showing up in two places, but it's just the twin. And then Hugh Jackman, it's like I want to do the trick. I want to do the trick. He does the clone machine, and he kills himself every time. And then it's his clone who lives on. Oh, interesting. So it's like Rick and Morty vibes. Yeah, he has a little Rick and Morty yeah. style with it. But, it, yeah, but which, the thing which, is, the thing is, you in Hugh Jackman's experience, I was thinking about this when I saw that movie as a teenager, is you die when when you kill Yeah, yourself. it's over. You don't get to hear the cheers. Yeah. Yes. yes. Someone and else you, does. You, when you clone yourself, there's like an inanimate object that becomes like imbued with your experiences and stuff like that and your personality and memories. But then when you die, like you die. Yeah. You don't like live on through another person like necessarily. Yeah. Which is a bummer about cloning. Totally. You know? Yes, exactly. And it's hard to wrap your mind around because he still feels like he's still there. But it's like, no, you're dead. Actually. Yes, well, that exactly. seems that seems like the kind of question at the center of the film. Mm-hmm. The, is, yeah, the question of that film is like, how how far do you go like living your life yes. as like a performance right? exactly is you you make your real life a performance so that you can have the reality on stage and is that sacrifice worth mm. it yeah that's um, kind of like what we do on raisin man when we talk about our personal yeah, that's life. True. raisin man yeah. that is true so and we bring that up to explain <laughs> an example of how you can heighten yes yes it's worth it. that's how you heighten mocap they that's yeah. how you heighten mocap <laughs> yeah and one final thing i'll say about wandering in space is being interesting is that movie 1914, that Sam Mendes movie. Yeah, where the soldier needs to run across the... The two soldiers, the they need world. to like... They actually kind of they kind of need to creep. It's like a creeping mission. Okay. They creep across mm. enemy lines. And that movie is a great like thriller only because you're like with them at every second. And you're wondering, oh my God, they could get like... Like something bad could be happening. And it's precisely the moments when they're like walking through across a field where and nothing bad is happening to them that you're most gripped because you're mm. like wondering if something bad is going to happen so because them. there's not any cuts in time you know you no longer have this expectation yeah yes you're like your sense like of pacing game. gets yes. a little broken yes you're totally thrown out for a loop you're like when yeah exactly your sense of pacing gets just dis- disrupted interesting same with um ryan reynolds is buried <laughs> I haven't seen that. It's about like a, uh, a Iraqi contractor. He's not even in the military. He's just a contractor who wakes up and he's been like kidnapped and buried in a box underground. And he just has like a cell phone. Ryan Reynolds is Iraqi in that movie? He, no, he's like an American oh, sent to Iraq. Um, <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be very interesting. And he just has this cell phone. And he's supposed to be trying to um, like extract money from, you know, the U.S. government to save his life or whatever. And. Uh, the whole movie is you're just in the box with him. Really? Yes. The you never whole get out movie. of the box. You're just in, oh, what an inexpensive movie to make. Yeah. There's a, there's <laughs> yep. this movie in Argentina that everyone was telling me is like not so good, but it's about so. The, 
obviously in Argentina in Buenos Aires there's especially middle class people are like all neurotic about like safety and how there's not any safety and like you get your car st- you know like your mm-hmm. car radio stolen like there's constant like crime happening or yeah, whatever that's just like what Latin America is really exactly yeah. just kidding, I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> but uh, there's this movie where this man tries to rob a car steal a car and then the car like locks him in and then it's like the next the entire movie is him not being able to get out um and so it's 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 this funny like genre of there's other kinds of argentine movies that are like this that are sort of like revenge fantasies mm. um and i saw it i mean it looks pretty stupid <laughs> he's like he's like trying to break the window he's like let me the fuck out you know and he can't <laughs> and like all the it's kind of like um like that movie you're talking about or what's that one toll 127 booth? hours what's toll booth what's toll booth or no yeah phone black booth. phone phone booth phone booth don't one, know it the one where the the guy's on the phone booth and then there's a sniper outside that's like i'm gonna shoot you <laughs> unless you tell your wife you're cheating on her i or haven't something. heard that wow one. that was a big movie in the what's two- the topo one about the dog the topo one there's one where a guy gets stuck inside of a car because there's a rabid dog outside of his car. I don't know that. What's that? <laughs> That's well, it's a book, but I think they made it into a movie. Topo. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of it's a book. Torpor that uh, the that, Chris Krauss novel. The Chris Krauss novel, but that's not what the the that the dog book is is called. It's but it's something like that. Cujo. Cujo. With Colin Farrell. Cujo. It's Stephen King. Ah, uh, Topo. I like Topo. Thank you. I thank you, Simeon. Um, Copy. I'll finish this one out though. I went to Disco Kina and then I went to the after oh, yeah. party and I had agreed to walk my cousin's dogs at seven in the morning the day after. And then I decided I'm going to stay up and just do it in the morning. And I had a Simple Town meeting that day too. So wow. I was like, I'm going to stay up and be a legend. And then I like stayed up most of the night and then I actually went home for an hour between at like four in the morning. I slept for like two hours. And then I got up and I went to Crown Heights and I walked the dog. Wow. This, and I ne- this needs to go under the medical corner section. Yeah. Okay? yeah <laughs> Next time when, yeah. when we announce the medical it's corner true. section, you got to put that. It didn't occur to me as a medical Sleep. thing. Yeah. But then I got back and I slept for like two hours before the Simple Town meeting. And I thought I'm going to be wrecked. And I actually was in pretty good spirits. You, you were in good spirits for all part of the day that I was with you. Yeah, yeah. Because wow. it's funny how sometimes when you don't sleep, you don't get the results that you... You don't get the reaction that you think you're going to get. No. You know, you think like, I'm going to be dead and I'm going to have to sleep for 12 hours. But no, actually that next day, you're kind of... Like your circadian totally. rhythm keeps going. But right now I'm feeling like I'm sundowning, like I'm getting kind of tired. Oh, now he's getting tired. Mm. It's like two days later. Yeah. Yes. It goes back to that thing about time and experiencing time, but... Nice. (laughs) Keeping yourself on a schedule helps you sleep and feel happy. But it speeds your life up. But it speeds the experience of life Staying unhappy slows it down. Slows it down. It makes it throw... You're crawling through So that you have more time. So you decide it's a Faustian, you know, bargain. Yeah. Plus partying. A lot of fun. Yeah. Partying is really fun. Really, really fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Did we hit our the hour? We've hit yeah, our hour, we yeah. We hit the hour. Guys, thanks so much. This was this to me felt worth it this time. Oh my god, it absolutely did. It's great to just get back in touch with each other. Oh, I feel yeah. the same I way. Know, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Uh, every time the podcast is on like, oh, is there some other gossip I can tell you about? Um we didn't talk about Justin Roiland, but what's there to say? He's a bad man, folks. Uh, yeah. It's over. It's crazy that they're recasting the Rick and Morty voices. They just got to They just got to end over. the show. End the show. Over. It's already jumped the shark. Yeah, of course. Everybody's I hope that guy it. I follow on Instagram who can do the Morty voice really well gets the part. Gets the part. <laughs> I know there are. I yeah. know there are millions of people knocking yeah. at the door who have mastered the Rick and Morty impression. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I thousands was watching, of young men. <laughs> I watched a clip of a new SpongeBob episode, and I was like, I can tell though that this is. That is isn't no, I know. I was yeah. watching it too. I saw it on on Twitter. The I was like, yeah. the the these faces, it's too much. Yes, I, it just wasn't. It's right. like doing an impression of SpongeBob. It's Wait, like the an faces over, were too the much. The expressions, the expressions. It was just not. That's what it. I was doing. It was so, like too so, glossy. So the new, so the animator was new. Well, no, the, I mean, obviously, it's SpongeBob. The voice of SpongeBob is dead. SpongeBob, no, he's not. The voice, Stephen Hillebrand. He's the creator. The creator. Oh, he didn't do the voice. No, 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 he didn't do the voice. And also, the crew changes all the time. Yeah. I mean, there are like storyboarders, I'm sure, who have stayed on for a long time, but it is changed. You know, but is that voice actor still the same guy? Tom Kenny. Is really? The same. Yeah. This didn't sound right to me. I mean, he's but, older. Yeah. That's the thing. These guys get older too. Yeah. But I have this theory, or not a theory, but kind of a dream that it would be really cool if like 
Because cartoon shows go on for like many, many yeah. years, and they're not good after you know, like The Simpsons has not been good for a while. Yeah. Um, but it would be really We're cool. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But it would be cool if like once the show is like starting to falter, but the network has been like, well, it has to stay on the air. You just kept giving it to new creators, and they just kind of like fuck it up. Yes. And do kind of a yes. totally different yes. thing, kind of. But it, it would. It's like it would be bespoke. Like you would get yes. a big creator to be like this season. For the Simpsons, it's gonna be like we're gonna turn it into a different we're show. We're gonna do it Guillermo del Toro style with Bart Simpson, yeah. as the, and you just kind of keep changing yeah. it. I think that would be more interesting than like, oh, can we do a bad impression of a show that was good twenty years ago for yeah. like the next yeah. fifteen? Yeah, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you just once you get a good hit show, you just have that slot to then do whatever you want. And you keep giving it to auteurs <laughs> yeah. to yes. be like, can you riff on, it's can you riff on the show? It's gotta be Bikini Bottom. Yeah. It's gotta have Sandy Cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should gotta have Sandy Cheeks. Um, no, it's funny because I think we probably both watched the same clip. There was this clip of new SpongeBob that was going around on Twitter. And in it, SpongeBob gets a job at the Salty Spittoon, a place which in original SpongeBob, he never made it inside of, or we never get to see the inside. But he goes inside, and you get to see it. And wait, no. Oh, the salt. You're right. Oh, the wait. Actually, it's I, don't, I, don't I, I don't know if oh, I saw this clip. I don't know if I saw this clip. He goes to his job at the Krusty Krab. The Krusty Krab is closed for something, and Mr. Krabs is like, "I'm renting you out from their business," and he's got to go be a waiter at the Salty Spittoon, which is a place he'd never been able to get in because right. he wasn't tough enough. Yeah. And then he gets to go inside, and I was like, "Wait a second! Wait a second! No, he doesn't get to go inside." The I know Salty you killed. Spittoon. You killed the joke. You killed the joke. But I was like, "No, they're still there working with the same, you know." set of colors and paints over there and they're like alright let's press the envelope he's going inside yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, so. they dared to to dream yeah. what would it be like inside the salty spittoon bro it, yeah. and if you'd seen the salty spittoon episode you'd get why it's such a big deal yes that it's iconic yeah. that he cannot go inside and then the episode is him going Weenie Hut Juniors. Yes. <laughs> That's my, one of my favorite lines of all time. Yeah. They will send him to the hospital, which is Weenie Hut General. Weenie Hut General. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right. And that's it, folks. Right, that's all. And that feels like that episode was just on TV yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? what? You're going to end the episode with an incoherent <laughs> sentence <laughs> like that? And it feels to me like that episode was just oh. on TV yesterday. Oh, nice. I see. I That's see. I see. That episode yeah. of SpongeBob, not that episode me, of Raisin Man. I no. love that, Sarah. Yeah. That see you next week, guys. Yeah. Bye, yeah. everybody. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Raisin Man Arena.